say ha 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 Uber on the way He said can't he stay, stay. Don't pull in my garage Rolls Royce in driveway Wait, I don't got no time no To be fun, no vinyl I'm counting my baggies You hoes wanna be viral Blum, 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 blum Richard on my arm Rappers in my phone In my DM won't leave me alone Blum, 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 blum Hair 30 inches long Boys on my dick Sip this pussy like a star phone hey, Sip, 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 sip it Welcome, 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 welcome. You are listening to the Young Black and Bother podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Craig. I am back again for another week, and it's just me. So y'all just got to deal with that. Um, hopefully you guys are doing well. Hopefully you enjoyed the last episode. Hopefully you enjoyed the episode with Shan that I dropped earlier this week. Um, we are back. Um, the episode title is "Raising Your Price." We'll get to that in a second. Um, basically, it's it's been a weird week uh so to speak um just another week with me back but whatever um i wanted to start off by shouting out the most listening cities to the podcast um i never really paid attention to metrics or you know how many people actually listen to the show until we started to you know migrate from anchor to red circle and they actually let us shout out the listeners who listen in the most like popular towns so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna go from 10 to 1 and then we go from there. So shout out to Blithwood, wherever that is. That's number 10 of the most listened cities for the Young Black and Bother podcast. So shout out to Blithwood. Uh, number nine is Morrow. Um, not quite sure where Morrow is, but wherever you are, um, shout out to y'all. Um, Waldorf, Maryland. Shout out to y'all for listening for number eight. Number seven, we got Houston, Texas. Number six, Upper Marlboro, Maryland. Number five, ironically, Washington, D.C. Number four, Kensington, Maryland. Number three, Lorton, Virginia. Number two, Dallas, Texas. Shout out to Dallas. Like, damn, we got people that fuck with us in Texas. More than D.C. and I live here. So shout out to y'all, man. Straight up. Like, Straight up. Then uh, we got Granger. I'm not quite sure where Granger is, but, you know, shout out to y'all. Let us know. Like, you know, leave a voice note. Then, you know, email us at Young Black Pod. Leave a voicemail. Like, we can play it, I think, up to like three minutes. So just leave a voicemail. We'll play it. You know, you can sit it on your phone. Just open your voice notes app, record what you want to record, and then send it in. We will play it. I know Baylor does that for like, forget that yo and everybody. So do it for us, man. Like, we, we listen to y'all all the time. We like to talk to you. We like to see the reviews and the comments and things like that. So yeah, like, bring it in. Um, I guess it's time for catch up. So when it comes to catching up, uh, my weekend personally was really short. Um, it just feels like between Friday and Sunday, not much happened. Friday, I got off work and we spent time with the baby and then we ended up going to bed really early. I think I got in the bed around like 11 o'clock. So that was my Friday. Saturday, however, we decided to spend a little bit of family time. So my sister wanted us to go over to her place, you know, her and her fiance, shout out to her and Marco. We go and we hang out with them. We start to drink. Now, Anybody who ever spends time with family, you know, for a fact, a lot of shit comes out when y'all are drinking. And most of the stuff, ironically, comes from my mom. Uh, She says a lot of wild stuff when she drinks. But, you know, we ain't going to go there. We ain't going to talk about it on the air. But outside of the wild comments, we had a great time. It it makes you realize, like, dang, even though, like, COVID happens and everything like that, you just don't understand, like, how important it is to be with your people. Now, before... You know, my sister would be doing her own thing. You know, my mom be doing her own thing. I'd be doing my own thing. But 
COVID's kind of made us want to be closer. So we spent more time together because, I mean, who else would you want to spend time with other than the people that, you know, been with you forever? So they got to spend time with the baby. You know, my wife was there. My future brother-in-law was there. We just spent time. We, you know, played some card game. I can't remember the name of it. Basically, like, you know, acronyms or something like that. So you had to read or kind of like describe what the acronym was. So say, for example, cream, like cash rules, everything around me. That was that. So you ended up winning the card. And the name of the game is if you had the least amount of cards, you pretty much ended up having to take a shot. Me, I have not had a drink in over a month and a half. So the fact that I ended up having to take not one, not two, but three shots that night, my ass was knocked as soon as I got home. And I told myself, I was like, I, I can't really drink like I used to, even with a month and a half off. Now, if you listen to any previous shows where I was drinking, yeah, it was a little bit different, a little bit different. But now, yeah, boy, um, can't, can't do it no more. You know, somebody's daddy, somebody's husband. And more importantly, like, I'm just not in that, like, mind frame to drink too much anymore. Um, alcohol is expensive. I don't like going to bars. I don't like people that much. I'm becoming like a really opinionated introvert, if you want to call it that. So outside of that, we also did something I've never done in my entire life. My mom got like designer cookies and they had like icing and stuff like that. And we all designed our own personal cookies, which was different for my mom because, you know, she's very family oriented, but this is something she's never done. So not only did we just decide to design these cookies, me being the asshole I am, I decided to make two cookies. So one cookie was in the form of a dick and it had sprinkles and the cream and stuff like that. Well, the frosting and the other cookie was obviously a vagina. So it was like legs and shit like that. I posted on Instagram. If you follow me on Instagram, you probably saw it. It's expired right now because, you know, I don't need people seeing that shit. But to me, it was funny at the time. I looked at the next month. I was like, what the fuck did I, what was going on there? But you know, that's just me in my mind. Um, actually, let me just backtrack a little bit. Friday night, um, the people who are in the room with me on Twitter spaces, you know exactly who you are. Um, y'all are wild. I'm not going to say anybody's name but Stone. The reason why I got to like shout, <laughs> I got to shout Stone out because I don't know what the fuck he be putting in his cup, but the shit that he says, bro, oh my Lord, like I don't even think some of the shit. So, you know, he has a segment on forget that, yo, with, you know, him and Ant that they call this or that. So we did a couple of this or that's in the Twitter spaces. And I hope that they play him like on the show because I want to hear what Ant got to say about it. So some of the this or that's were like migraines. Uh, would you rather basically? So this or that's kind of like, would you rather? So mine was, would you rather have migraines every time you chew food or hiccups every time you drink? Now, me personally, um, I... <sighs> I like food and I don't want to have headaches. Like I, I just, I'm really not a fan of headaches. So personally, I'd probably rather have hiccups every time you drink, because at that point it's, you know, it's a little bit easier for me to do that because you can figure out, you know, uh, like a loophole. If you just freeze the drink, then you don't have the hiccups because you're not drinking it. You're kind of like waiting for it to melt and it's slower. So that's just that. The next, this or that, that I had was every 500 steps, you walk into a spider web or every 50 steps you step in dog shit. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I have like an irrational fear of three things, Mickey Mouse, strippers and fucking spiders. Now, I'm not going to explain exactly why I have this phobia of strippers. I like talked about it in a couple episodes, like maybe a month ago. I think I like explained what happened that night at the strip club. But spiders, I don't like 
for some reason, if I feel like I walked into a spider web that entire fucking day, I'm like rubbing my body. I'm like trying to figure out what was on my face. It, clearly, it's not a lady. It's not my wife. So what, what is that shit? And it's like a phantom spider web just still lingering there. So me, I'm just rather to step in dog shit every 50 steps. I can live with that. And like Stone said, I can just change my shoes. So I'm just go there. Then the this or that started to get real wild. Now, I can't say what everybody else said for mine, you know, for theirs. But for mine was a little bit wild. One of the ones I said was, would you rather have sex with a dick shaped like a fist or fingers that look like dicks? Um, I don't know how I got that elaborate at that point, but uh, God bless me. That, sh- that was just a lot, a lot. So please forgive me. Um, another one I said was, would you rather change your gender every time you sneeze or every time you cough? Now, that one, I got a feeling that if Ant decided to answer that question, he's going to say every time he coughs because I, I just I feel like he sneezes a lot. I don't know why. Just a random thought. I feel like Ant sneezes a lot. I don't think he coughs too much. So he wouldn't want to have it be a thing where every time he sneezes, he changes the gender. So Stone probably he'll he'll pick cough because, I mean, he's Stone. But there's that. Um we did another one, come every time you fart or fart every time you come. There was another one as well that said, would you rather eat a watermelon seed and it slowly grows inside of you or eat a lemon seed and shit lemons? Um, I'm going to take the lemons because I'm not trying to be pregnant with watermelons. Absolutely fucking not. And the last one that I think at this point, everybody was either kind of drunk or kind of tired. Somebody said, would you rather be casted in a Tyler Perry movie as the guy with AIDS or now? I don't even know where the rest of that one went. So I'm, I'm going to just act like that never happened. I'm, gonna just, <laughs> I'm definitely going to act like that one just did not happen at all. But um, moving right along, going to my biking situation. Last week, I discussed this biking thing that I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get healthy. I'm trying to be fit. I told you I want to have that little V thing like Usher had in the 8701 album, right? So my current biking situation was last week, still waiting on FedEx. I had to actually call the bike company. Shout out to State Bicycles. So They've been delayed on bikes for a while, but they managed to get me out. Not one, but two bikes. The first bike got held up in Phoenix for about two and a half weeks. And I kept calling FedEx. I was putting in like calls saying, yo, I'm not finding my shit. Where's my stuff at, bro? Like, this is like, like, come on, where's my shit? Like, so I go and I contact state and they said, you know what? We'll go and just send you another bike. The moment they sent me another bike, what shows up at my front door? the old bike, the one that I ordered previously with all the shit. So as of recording, like I haven't had the bike built, but it will be built by the end of this week and I will be on that shit. You know, hopefully the weather's nice because I want to go out and ride on the bike, man. I want to go see some sights and I don't really want to walk as much as I used to. Like I'm, I'm sick of that shit. I don't want to walk. I don't want to run. I want to go see stuff. I want to be 10, 15 miles away before I realize I'm actually too far away from my house. I need to get back. That's what I want to do. So that's currently my biking situation. But next week, I get my second vaccination. So I guess this is like part two of the COVID shot. I got the Pfizer and I'm, I'm really excited for it. I'm really excited to actually go get the vaccine and be done with it. But I'm not ready to go back to work. I'm not ready to go back to work. I'm not ready to get back to normal like most people are. I, I just think it's really weird that, you know, I see people out now and they're doing shit. And for the most part, I'm trying to ease myself into it. And I'm not at the same speed as everybody else. But boy, I mean, people talking about they going into the movie theaters and shit. I'm seeing people walking around with no mask. And if that's your jam, cool. I'm not going to knock it. But for me, I'm just I'm not prepared yet. I feel like 
it's only a matter of time before the numbers start spiking up again. They're already talking about um, like All-Star Weekend numbers came back. And with Easter and people going back into churches and stuff, that's going to be wild. Um, and the fact that people are going out and doing shit and they aren't vaccinated. That, I think that's what's pissing me off the most because the main people who want to go outside are the ones who haven't had not one, not two. They don't even have the Johnson & Johnson. Now, we're going to talk about that when it comes to Baltimore later when I get into the news. But yeah, there's that. Um, I tried to work out the soundboard for this by next week. I'll be on it. You know, hopefully when we have, you know, Chris, Q and Iris, when they come back, if, if they come either way, when they get here, the soundboard will be ready. Speaking of like soundboards, podcasts and stuff like that, yo, this podcast and solo shit is it's not hard, but it ain't easy. So that's why I commend Baylor again. And, you know, Shan as well. Not only do they do this shit, they do this shit like three, four times a week. I know Baylor has multiple shows that he does. I think he does uh, Run With B- Open Run, and then he does a BCG for President. I know Shan, she does the show that we do, which is Loud Mouth Stereo on, uh, what is it, Loud Mouth Stereo on Stereo. She does Who Is Shan? She does She Gets It. She does, um, damn, she has so many of, like, I can't even run them off my head. So she has at least like four or five shows, and I'll break them down in the show notes so you can see them if you want to, but I think you really need to start fucking with Shan most consistent podcaster that I've ever met. And I get the pleasure to work with her at least twice a week. She's probably the reason why I'm still podcasting, to be completely honest with you. So there's that. Um, Outside of like the catching up stuff, I wanted to actually give y'all like a piece of insight to my actual life. So anybody who knows me knows that I'm a writer for GearDiary.com. So I write a lot of tech products. I review a lot of tech products. And one of the questions I get the most is about actual tech products like oh well, what headphones should i get what you know bathroom things should i get what type of kitchen equipment should i get what bike should i get things like that and for the first week i wanted to actually like clue you guys in on some headphones so everybody is like insistent on airpods being like number one now if you have an iphone like i do you probably use either airpods airpod pros or the headphone the airpod maxes those are nice i ain't going you know i'm not going to confuse it they're nice it's nice to open up the case just put the headphones on and they just automatically pair and stuff like that but nowadays most headphones do that automatic pairing that's what bluetooth is made for now it doesn't pair to both your phone and your ipad at the same time for most devices outside of apple but i wanted to give y'all a pair that i've been using recently and i absolutely love them so they're called the Master and Dynamic MW08s. So these are considered to be like truly wireless headphones and th- they fucking sound incredible. Now, the price tag, <laughs> the, the shit is expensive. They are $299. Now, before you look at the price, like and you're like kind of like shocked at the sticker price, just know that these right now to me personally sound, look and just feel better than the AirPod Pros. I've been using AirPod Pros for roughly two and a half years now, and they're on their last leg, if you want to call it that. But these Master and Dynamic NW8s, fucking sensational. Um, They come in like, I think it's like black, white, blue, and they have like a brown color. Now, I'll say like I'm not rocking brown headphones. Now, if you do work in the office and you just happen to be like black like me, um, I would go for the black ones because like I'm not the black ones, the black or the brown rather. You can put them in your ear and they just look really inconspicuous. They sit flush. They don't like stick out and protrude like, you know, like the AirPods. They don't dangle from your ear and shit like that. But the biggest part to these headphones is the fact that they got not only like 
active noise cancellation. They have like on ear controls, which the AirPod Pros don't. They have like the touch shit, but they have on ear. So if you want to like pause, there's a physical button at the top so you can actually like deal with those. They they don't have an EQ in the app, but it does come with an app and shit like that. But the battery life, let me tell you, I I, I don't know where technology is going. I'm not going to give up any conspiracy theories about how it works. But boy, these headphones have a 12 hour battery life. Now, compared to the Apple AirPod Pros that are 250 bucks for fifty dollars more, um, just with the battery life itself, the MW08s by Master and Dynamic. They have a 12 hour life versus Apple AirPods, which probably what two and a half, three, maybe three and a half hours, depending on what you're listening to. Um, both have active noise canceling, but the case comes with like its case in itself. So it's like this all aluminum. I want to say it's like a stainless steel aluminum. Either way, the material just looks good from the time, like from the time you actually open the case to the time you put them in your ear, you feel like you actually spent $300 on these shits. Um, I advise anybody to probably get them at a discount or if you can't even afford the MW08s, the M, what is it? The MW07 pluses or the MW07s by Master and Dynamic. They're great. Now, there will be some people who they don't like headphones that are like in their ear, like in ear, like in canal type of like headphones like these. I would say probably stick with the AirPods, the reg, like the regular ones, not the pros, because the regular ones will actually just sit flush with your ear and they won't fall out unless you're running. Uh, but me personally, what I'm using right now, headphone wise, the MW08. They are absolutely fantastic. And I believe like if you wanted a good pair of headphones for 2021, maybe, you know, you get a STEMI or something like that. Make that purchase, like upgrade your headphones, upgrade your sound. And when you listening to our podcast, we might just sound better then. So, you know, I'm going to go on break really quick. But what we're going to do is we're going to play a song by Sheed, and it's C-H with five I's and D. The song is called Awake. Michelin star crib and my body's on 
Awake by Sheed. Um, shout out to Sheed. That was wow. I want to say Sheed Shied. Either way, that song Awake, fantastic. Now, I was gonna play that for a dope but I feel like that's a better way to like introduce new music. Just go on a break and then just go ahead and just like introduce you to something new. Um, this next segment for the show, I, I want to call it Tweets is Watching. Now, the reason why I want to call it Tweets is Watching because all of us use social media a lot and we have like our favorite tw- like people who tweet and we have a big like section called likes where we can just go and like a tweet and you're like yo like that was actually dope so i wanted to just like highlight tweets that i thought were pretty much informative funny or just like you know i, I clicked with them um some obviously might be sexual but you know this week it was just one tweet that like resonated with me so much to the point where i wanted to talk about it on the show and that's why the show's title is called raising your price now, the tweet is from Tyler Denae One. Uh, shout out to her. The tweet says, signs you need to raise your prices. Number one, you feel burnt out. Number two, you have a lot of demand and not enough help to serve them. Number three, you aren't paying yourself enough. Number four, people say yes easily. Number five, you feel resentful towards your clients. And finally, number six, you aren't hitting your income goals. This shit, it, it hit so hard because I was thinking about this. But I just didn't have a way of actually like, you know, wording it when it comes to like Twitter or just saying it out publicly. I've always felt like, yo, like I'm not like I'm not meeting my goals and my expectations for myself. I'm not raising my prices. Um, prices don't have to have like an actual dollar amount. Like you are your price. Like you name it. You are it. And more importantly, like you have to own that shit. Like if you don't know your worth, like nobody else will actually value you. So for me, like raising my prices, like, okay, like my time, my effort, my my journey, the people that I interact with, my friends, family, peers, and even people on social media, like you have to start raising your, your prices. So when she said like, you feel burnt out, I'm like, yo, how many times have I ever felt burnt out? Often, like sometimes I wake up like, I don't want to do it, but I do it because it has to be done. Like, I didn't have to do this podcast today, but I'm like, you know what? I have to do it. Not because I'm expecting like a whole bunch of listeners. and I don't expect millions and millions of people to listen to the show. I honestly don't. This is like a venting session for me. Like Baylor says, it's kind of like a time capsule. So in five or 10 years, I have the opportunity to say, you know what? That's what I felt. That's what I did. And more importantly, this is how I've grown from that. So for me, like feeling burnt out, like that's definitely a sign of raising your prices. Now, Anybody who knows me, I talk about it open and often about like podcasting. Podcasting is hard. It is a part time job. It is something that you cannot do alone unless either you have a passion for it, a love for it or the patience for it. It could be one or all of those three. Me personally, I'm learning to have the patience um, 
but it always feels better to have somebody there, have like a co-pilot to, you know, bounce ideas off of and talk to. So I went on Clubhouse and I kind of vented to, you know, Jay and Baylor and, you know, a couple other people because I was feeling down. I was like, yo, like, you know, my podcast co-host, they're kind of flaky. You know, one episode they on, the next episode they're not. Like, what do I do? And they're like, great, you focus on your shit. And then one person, one person that made it like hit home for me. Shout out to the podium. So the podium podcast is one that I listen to. And, you know, the guy, Mark, he runs it by himself. Now, he said on his podcast previously about the fact that multiple people on his show, he's had co-hosts, he's had guests and stuff like that. They did not have the passion. Since they didn't have the passion, he had to learn how to do it himself, how to podcast for himself. And it's a moment where he can go and talk about the things he wants to talk about. And hopefully somebody hears it. And when he said, hopefully, I was like, oh, like, that's what I want. Hopefully somebody hears it. But I don't care if nobody does. It's like, it's just me talking my thoughts out. And some people who listen to podcasts, they feel like, well, you can't be by yourself and just talking weekly about nothing. I'm like, the thing is, like, most people have to pay for therapy. And then there's some people who just honestly just like get their thoughts out. And it doesn't matter who you are or like, you know, your background or anything like that. You can do it if you wanted to. And podcasting for a lot of people, honestly, is their therapy. For me, it's I don't it's a little bit of therapy. But at the same time, it's like it's something that I enjoy that can't be taken from me. Like we've already had a lot of shit taken from us in the past four years. We've had even more taken from us, like as a people, as the black community and the black and brown community. Like it just it hurts to know that we've had so much taken from us and podcasting is one of those those really small like niche like things that people can't fuck up right now. Now, I see them trying to do it. Luckily, they have not. So when it comes to raising my price, I have to personally give better content. Better content means more structured content, more guests and co-hosts who decided, you know, they want the same things I want. If the stars align, the things will be better. If they won't, then I do it myself. And that is signs that you need to raise your price. Now, another thing she said that people say yes easily. That's always scared me because when people do say yes easily, I automatically think like, why are they, why are they willing to do that shit so fast? Like, I'm not even gonna make it like a, a sex thing or something like that. But there are a lot of people who tell you yes because they want to get along. Um, podcasting or in real life in general, people are like, oh, you know what? I, I wanted to do that, too. And it's like, no, you don't. Like, you, you want to be along with the wave. You want to be on it while it's hot. And then when it kind of like cools off a little bit, you're done with it. And when people say yes easily, that's when you know for a fact you got to be like, you know what? Nah, let me go ahead and up it. But I think what Tyler was saying with that tweet about people saying yes easily, meaning like they will easily do something for you as long as they can benefit from it. But the thing is, they have their hands out, but they won't do the work. And I don't want that. I don't ever want to be in a position where I'm doing 109 percent of the work and then people come in with their two percent and they're expecting the same like the benefits. Like, no, there is no benefit package for people who do nothing. And that's what I don't want. So, you know, feeling resentful towards your clients. Uh, For me, I don't have clients on the podcast. I don't have clients in general in real life. Uh, None of my friends are like associates. Either I fuck with you or I don't. Now, I think Baylor talked about it previously about like friends, fake and phony and, you know, stuff like that. For me personally, like either I fuck with you, I'll do anything for you. I'll bend over backwards and I'll send you shit because I fuck with you. I don't need friends, but I do appreciate people who honestly say, you know what? I I like the fact that you're in our tribe, in our circle, and they contribute to my life just as much as I hope that I do the same thing for them. So I don't ever have like a resentment towards people, but I do have a, a slight like resistance to certain individuals who they they will never get it right. 
Now, I don't know what that means right now, but I don't want to. It's one of those things where like I can feel that way, but just I can't really explain it. So hopefully, you know, later on, I can actually talk about that. But that's just my little personal like take on things. And finally, when it comes to hitting your income goals. Now, (laughs) this was a wild one. Income goals for me right now are home. So my wife and I, we've been house hunting and things like that. And I talked to one of my friends, shout out to Alicia. So she DMs me on Instagram and she's like, yo, Greg, like, you know, you liked the post that I made about homes and stuff like that. This is a home, like a really nice house. That's like $400,000. It's in budget. I wanted it and stuff like that. Cause I like, I like visual. I'm all like visual when it comes to things like that. So when I go and I look at this house, I tell her, I was like, yo, like I, I need something like that. We need to go to you as a realtor. Now, mind you, we have a realtor. We just haven't signed any contracts. So she breaks it down to me that our realtor hasn't been real with us. So our budget is, you know, between like it's at max, like 425. The issue with your budget is you see your budget and like, you know what? That's the home I want. I want the home that's 425,000 or something like that, but you don't necessarily need that. And for us, you know, wife and I and the baby, like, do we need that, that much house? Do we want that much house? And more importantly, what area do we want for that home? Um, in DC, I can tell you now it's virtually impossible to have a home for $425,000 that isn't either a fixer upper or a home that you, you're going to move in and it's not move in ready, or it's going to be in a, a, a shady side of town. Now, some people were like, does that mean it's black? No, there are white parts of town that I don't want to live in. There are parts of town that are honestly too far out from everything that I don't want to be there. Now, there are also some people who say, you know what? I'll live out further to have a cheaper home. And I would love that too. But for me, that requires me to add things to my life that actually I, I don't need right now. Like me, I can commute into work or I can bike into work right now. I like that luxury versus if I move further out and then I have to drive an hour, hour and a half in every day in order to say, you know what? I'm in the office. I, I don't want that. That's not giving me peace of mind knowing that I have to wake up at five, six o'clock in the morning to get to work by nine. And then I won't get home to almost eight o'clock fighting traffic. I don't want that. I'm, I'm not really a fan of that. So when it comes to hitting my income goals, that means like, yo, how can I monetize me? Not my work, not the work that I do or the work that I provide. How can I monetize off of me? That's why I podcast. That's why I do the tech products. That's why I do the things that I do because One day somebody can just sweep all that shit from under the rug and I have nothing. So for me, I'm always kind of like hustling. That's something that, you know, I learned from my father and his side. So when I go and I try to figure out like life, I'm also trying to figure out like how how can I make money, not only for myself and my wife, but to make sure that my daughter is set forever, like forever, forever. So hopefully, you know, I'm doing the right things. I'm saying the right things. and I'm meeting the right people to actually make those goals, not only just goals and expectations, but things that I can meet and just do in personal life. So that for me is just like a major, major thing. Now we're going to go into another break really quick. So I'm going to play a song called No More Parties by Coy LaRae. Now, if you aren't too familiar with who Coy LaRae is, her father is Benzino. Now they aren't in like a really good relationship right now from what I know, but I feel like she's, she's next up. She's going to be doing something big. She can sing, she can rap and things like that. And this song, it it just is it's really good and it resonates. So, No More Parties by Coyle Ray. Yeah. They want you off my plate. They want you off my plate. 
want to eat off me When I had my vision, you couldn't see it I'm off to better things I'm only doing shit that's gonna make me elevate Only one people around that's gonna Bitch, make me better in that How I get that, ooh I'm too busy in this money, can this cheddar My daddy let me down, but I promise you I won't let him I won't say fuck that man, but this shit won't make me better Me my boy still be for now, cause he get that letter Down to pain Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, fuck everybody yeah. I can't trust nobody, yeah. I need me to party Don't invite me to no party, bitch, club in that How I get that, ooh I'm a hustler, baby yeah. You must not know me, baby I'm off the better things I'm only doing shit that's gonna make me elevate Only one people around that's gonna Bitch, make me better in that, ooh, mm, It's so ooh, mm. They ask how I get that, ooh Can't worry about nobody Gotta worry about my business Don't bring them niggas around me I don't know their intentions Don't want them falling in love These little niggas tripping I'll stay out the way, gotta make sure I keep my distance Why, why they wanna hate me? Did she taste it? She mad I took her nigga, ooh That's my bustin', baby Yeah, you must not know me, baby <laughs> I'm off the better things I'm only doing shit that's gonna make me elevate Only one people around that's gonna Bitch, make me better in that, ooh, mm, it's so ooh, mm. They ask how I get that, ooh Bitch, club in that, ooh, mm, it's so ooh that was Coil Ray's No More Parties. And hopefully you enjoyed that. Like, let me know if that's a dope or nope. You know, obviously dope means it's fire and you mess with it or means eh, it's all right. And nope means absolutely not. Now, somebody's going to say nope, and I'm not here to encourage how you feel about it. But let me know. You can either like tweet us at why be bothered on Twitter. You can message me at Al Sharp Tongue on Twitter, or you can actually just email us on the podcast at youngblackpod at gmail.com. Now, moving right along. Now, usually like Q and I, we do the sports desk, but this week I'm giving him the week off. I feel like I'm enjoying like life right now. I don't really want to talk about sports, but like, plus my bracket's really fucked up. Like nobody that I dealt with when it came to the NCAA tournament made it past like the second round. So it didn't even matter. So fuck that. But in sports, something to me actually hit home pretty, like pretty home, like pretty good. Um, anybody who is familiar with Lena Bloom. So if you aren't really too familiar on who this individual is, this young lady will be the first trans woman on Sports Illustrated. Now, the reason why I wanted to bring this up is because I feel like, you know, when it comes to the LGBTQ community, they don't get enough credit and people just really don't respect them. And it really hurts my heart um, having, you know, friends, family, and more importantly, like a community that I talk to every day on social media and we don't know their background. We don't know their lifestyles and stuff like that. You don't know people's struggles. So to see that Lena Bloom, like she's like not only a rookie when it comes to Sports Illustrated, like the swim edition and things like that, that they are actually giving her a layup. And it just it makes me proud knowing that we're kind of making a transition in life where like people are being accepted for the people that they are. And I'm, I'm just hoping that that sprinkles down to us, like in the black community, because it, it just it's there. I know it's like at arm's reach, but for us, it's arm's reach. But it keeps like the goalpost keeps moving. So I'm just hoping that 
like little lights like those with like Lena Bloom, like that's just eventually just going to like come down to us. So I'm, I'm just really grateful. I wanted to like send my like biggest like congratulations to her for actually having that happen. Um, she's currently she's like been in, I want to say the New York Fashion Week and she was the first trans woman of color, mind you, to appear in Vogue India. So this is huge for not just only the LGBTQ community, but for us as black and brown people alone, because this like when you think of like the Sports Illustrated, like swimsuit edition, you see a lot of white models. You see a lot of stuff. They're like, yo, like I, I wish I was there. And we've had, you know, black and brown women and women of color that have been in the swimsuit editions. But to see someone that in any other community like the LGBTQ community to have one of their own, that that is something to be very like proud of so i'm i'm just sending my congratulations so shout out to lena bloom Straight up. um before well so I, I wanted to talk about COVID news but i honestly have another good piece of news that actually came in while i was recording so natalia bryant she has accepted an offer to go to usc now natalia bryant is the daughter of vanessa bryant and kobe bryant rest in peace to him and Gigi. um it just it feels good to know that like most of us like me i'm 34 most of us have actually watched those children grow up and to see not only her go to college but she shouted out her father in it she said i got it i got in she had tears of joy and she said i know daddy is so proud of you this is her mother i know daddy is so proud of you i'm so proud of you that a year later like the blessings that are happening to people that like something tragic and traumatic happens to them that shit it's it's so nice to see um, the fact that this happened, obviously, last week. But I just wanted to share that because it, it made me feel really good. And USC was this close, this close to actually being in like in the tournament for real, for real. Like they were actually going to go somewhere, but obviously it didn't happen. So me now, just because of like Natalia and the Bryant family, I feel like I have to now root for USC because it, it just felt good. I was enjoying their games in the tourney and to see this like come to fruition for her and she got in and she wanted to be there. Yes. Like that, that's my team going forward. And I wanted to just shout out again to the Bryant family. That meant so much to me. Now, moving on. I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted personally to talk about COVID and the new stimulus check. So they're talking about the fourth stimulus check has been proposed by 60 legislators in Congress. Now, I don't know about you, like, a lot of people on Twitter, they, they kind of shame people for getting the stimulus checks. They're like, yo, like you don't make a hundred thousand dollars. Y'all ain't doing the right thing. Like, yo, like not everybody make that shit first and foremost. And secondly, like, yo, like people need money right now. The same people that I know that were making a hundred, 120,000, $150,000 a year doing the things that they love to do. They don't have jobs right now. So it's not just people who aren't making that little cap of $70,000. There are a lot of people who just ain't making nothing and bills are due, rent are due. Reason why you can't contact your phone, you know, your friend on the cell phone or they got to hit you up on Google Voice. Boom. They ain't got no fucking phones. Verizon and cut their ass off. T-Mobile and cut their ass off. Why they ain't got Internet and they got to go and like steal people Wi-Fi and shit like that. They ain't got no jobs. People are out here not eating. People are not out here like doing things. And I think that's why like COVID and shit that hits so hard for me, because like, like people need these things. They need the stimulus. They need grocery. They need funding. Like I tell people like. If your local church is giving out boxes of food, go get that shit. 
like me when it first started, I felt really bad because my grandmother, she calls me. She's like, oh, you know, they're giving, you know, at the church, they're giving boxes of food of like canned goods and chicken and stuff like that. And me, I was like, you know what? Like right now it's kind of trying. I didn't want to go to the grocery store. So I will go and get one of those boxes. And it was fresh vegetables, fresh food, meat, canned goods and everything. Like I was like, oh, like my pantry is good now. Like I made sure to get the things that I needed to take care of me and mine. And people are going to have to do what they have to do. So when I see people on social media talking about, oh, well, if you got to do this, you broke. Or if you do this, something wrong with you. Like, yo, like you don't know everybody's struggle. And the fact that social media is kind of telling people that they don't do right because that's their expectations on how to live. That's not right. And I hope people really fix themselves because that shit is bullshit to me. And I'm not, you know what? Nah, fuck y'all. But moving right along when it comes to the COVID news, um, they are saying that the Pfizer, um, like the vaccine is a hundred percent effective in kids ages 12 to 15. Now, I don't know about y'all this. I felt really indifferent about, and I'm not too knowledgeable about it, but I wanted to speak on it. Um, kids age 12 to 15. It's like, okay, like what happens to 10, 11, 16 or something like that. Um, but to me, in my personal opinion, it feels like they're kind of slow rolling the kids to get vaccinated. But even though they're saying it won't fully happen until possibly this time next year, 2022, I'm just happy at the fact that like children are starting to be tested and getting this vaccine because we don't know what's happening. And the last thing you want is this to mutate or get worse. And we haven't even done the due diligence and actual, you know, in actual like factual, like tangible things to get this gone because people want to go out. People want to go to the pool. They want to go to the beach. They want to go out of town. They want to fly on planes. A lot of people are already doing this shit and they're not doing it safely. So when I saw an article saying that people are going to start like airports are starting to require COVID passports and they're starting to be restaurants and stuff like that. Like you're going to carry that around with your ID. Like, hey, um, here's my you know COVID passport and here's my ID. Yes, I'm 21. But yes, I was vaccinated. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. I'm, I'm still waiting to hear more information about it because I don't want to be like completely wrong and ignorant about it. But for now, I will say this. If that is the process that's going to take to make people act and behave safely without harming others, then I am completely with the shit. So we're going to see how that works out. I'm just very excited to see that, you know, everything is looking up from 2020. 2020 was an ain't shit year. Um, We actually this year had a little bit better. Um, I don't want to touch on the DMX thing because I'm letting everything play out. But as you know, I'm recording right now, Earth, Wind and Fire and um, the Osley brothers are doing their versus battle. I have been very, very happy and surprised at what I've seen. And I'll talk about that later on another show. But let's get back to this COVID news. Somewhere in Boston, Johnson and Johnson's vaccines are delayed because the factory, for some reason, contaminated 15 million doses in Baltimore. Um, One of their manufacturing plants, they were manufacturing two coronavirus vaccines that uh, accidentally conflated the ingredients a couple of weeks ago, contaminating up to 15 million doses of Johnson & Johnson vaccine and forcing regulators to delay authorization of the plant's production lines. Um, that's going to push some shit back. I don't know in what states. I don't know what towns. Please don't fact check me because I'm, I'm not too knowledgeable about that. I'm just reading the article here. But the mix up says that it has delayed future shipments while the FDA is investigating what happened. Now, I don't know if this means that people who already took the vaccines, like, you know, the Johnson Johnson vaccine, since it's only one shot, I don't know how that affects them and others. I just am hoping for the best. It's 
really an embarrassment though. And a lot of people are going to be like, you know what? Well, thank God I'm getting Pfizer. And I just don't ever want it to be a thing where people are like arguing over what vaccine they took. It's like, oh, you only took the Johnson and Johnson. That's not a hundred percent. That's not 90%. Oh, you took the Moderna. That's that is not the Pfizer. Like that is just really petty. I just want people to be safe. Please be safe. Um, Moving right along. When it comes to schools now, I have, you know, a kid, Q has kids, Shan has kids, Baylor has kids. Um, and anybody who lives in North Carolina, I'm pretty sure they have children. So this next article that said that a North Carolina elementary school closed after 17 kids tested positive for COVID, 95 of them in quarantine. This is what I was talking about a couple of weeks ago when it came to COVID. And I went in for like 15 minutes because I, I felt adamant about this when it comes to COVID testing or just COVID in general, when it comes to these kids, they're like, you know what? Like this school needs funding. This school needs these kids asses in this seat. So regardless of how we're going to do it, we're going to do it now. We don't care about the consequences now, but now there's schools shutting back down because these kids are testing fucking positive. I'm not understanding the concept here. So it says that the North Carolina elementary school switched temporarily to remote learning. Now, mind you, before I even get into it, you switched temporarily to remote learning which means you were already doing this shit it was working for you why not just stay there so on tuesday after nearly a hundred students were quarantined due to a surge in covid19 cases school and health officials said wm irvin elementary school in concord was closed after 17 students tested positive for the disease caused by the novel coronavirus and 95 students were quarantined the total represents about 19 percent of the school Students who tested positive have been isolated and their close contacts were also quarantined, according to the Alliance. Here's the thing. If you're in a classroom, regardless if you're three or six feet apart, um, everybody's a close contact to me. That's right. Like for me, that's the space between like my living room and my kitchen. You're telling me like nothing can get contaminated in that little airspace right there. That's that three to six feet because. Just a couple weeks ago, we were talking about how schools are saying, you know what? You don't really need six feet. All you need is three. And look at the result. It's really fucked up to think about. But this is what we got to deal with, ladies and gentlemen. We got to deal with the fact that people aren't being safe. Um, North Carolina, I'm not really a huge fan of them or their governor, uh, Roy Cooper. I I don't want to speak his name too much, but I, I just know for a fact that the fact that they wanted to reopen schools this bad that were in remote learning, this is proof that that shit that you did didn't work. So hopefully they fix it. Hopefully the children are safe because everybody's thinking about lining their pockets. Nobody gives a fuck about these kids as much as every person I've talked to, you know, talked to or seen tweets from or heard audio from CNN, CNBC and shit like that. When they say the kids are missing their friends, we got to get the kids to education. Y'all are not concerned about these fucking kids. Y'all are concerned about how in the hell to get that funding. That's all y'all care about. And it's disgusting. Uh, Moving right along, though, when it comes to education, the school board actually fired a Florida teacher. Now, usually Florida, when we talk about first 48, usually they come up first because Florida has the wildest fucking news ever. But a school board actually fired a Florida teacher for medical marijuana use which is insane to me. So medical marijuana is actually legal in Florida, but federal uh, regulations continue to categorize cannabis as a schedule one controlled substance, similar to heroin, LSD, and ecstasy. The school board general 
says that the school district must be a drug free workplace to receive certain federal grants. So you fired the teacher because she didn't realize that her medication violated the policy and it kept her fired before the funding. And you wonder why the education system is shit. Good teachers who have good intentions, who are doing things to make sure that these kids are educated. These are people who you want to be working for you. And regardless of what she used the, you know, the medical marijuana for medical marijuana. This is what y'all wanted. Y'all wanted the shit to be like legalized and you wanted things to be like under the the iron thumb of the government when it comes to this shit. You fired her and y'all told her that she violated the district's policy. It's depressing. Depressing as shit. Um, Speaking of places that ain't shit, Arkansas. So the Arkansas governor apparently signed a bill that allows medical workers to refuse treatment to the LGBT people. This is what the article says from PBS. Um, I don't. I know Rod and Karen talked about this last week. Um, I've personally never been to Arkansas. I don't ever plan on going. Uh, but it says that Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson on Friday signed into legal legislation allowing doctors to refuse to treat someone because of religious or moral objections. And this is a move that has been said that will give providers broad powers to turn away LGBTQ patients and others. The measure says that healthcare workers and institutions have the right to not participate in non-emergency treatments that violate their conscience. The new law will not go into effect until late this summer. We've gotten to the point where doctors can actually refuse you because if you're gay, they don't want to fuck with you. If you are a lesbian, if you are a part of the LGBTQ, you know, in general, or if you're black, black or brown, whatever you are, if you are something they don't like, they will not fuck with you. And there are laws that are letting them do this shit. I, I just don't get it. Like the human rights that we we thought we had, not only do we not have, have we ever? I, I don't think we have. Um, it, it just hurts to know that this is life, but whatever. Um this one, this is kind of like a really heavy news day because ain't shit really happened. Like, you know, we've had the verse. We had a little bit of positive news, but mostly this week has been shit. It's been in the can of just absolute trash. Um, but I was listening to Rod and Karen and boy, they went in on Andrew Schultz. They went in on Andrew Schultz to the point where I was like, yo, like, I, I wow, what can I do? What, what I'm going to do is, though, I'm going to play our last song for the breaks before we get into this. So we'll be back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blood the money, Uno flow, cerebro. It's not from the canal. Pity white and Yeah, yeah. I wanna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take care of me, come on. Mucho humo escuchando a Girl like you, a girl like you. Oh, I want a girl like you. Una chica como tú. When you hold me, I'm gon' make you feel it, uh. I feel like I need you 
be there if I need to Show you what it means to fall in love I keep staring at your features And how you got those features You should let me teach you how to fall in love Stick your tongue out just to please it Touch it, rub it, squeeze it Pull up when you need it I know you looking for somebody who could treat you right And hold it down for once Una chica como tú Superstar, shine like the moon yeah. Ayo, flexing on the ground, she ain't taking a break taking Got a me break. gripping on your waist, can't let you get away you get And away. we face to face, put that body on me yeah. That was Girl Like You by Demolo Flow, Setch, Tiger, and JJ the Prince I, I like that. Now, that was a little bit different for us for the show, because usually we play a lot of R&B. We play a lot of art, like hip hop and shit like that. Um, that I, I really don't know what I want to describe that as when it comes to musical genre, but I was a fan of it. I heard it on Apple Fitness Plus. I was like, you know what? Let me just go ahead and add that to, you know, my little segment break, if you want to call it that. Um, but like I was saying before we went on break, I wanted to touch on Andrew Schultz. Now, I'm not the biggest fan of of Andrew Schultz, and I never have been. Um, in the podcast community, we have a lot of different individuals, so to speak. Um, I, I've talked to my like my friends in the podcast community, and they have their faves. I have my faves. We have people we like and dislike, and things like that. But it's never been we dislike this person because you know of how they dress or how they think and stuff like that. It's usually because. You, you start out one way and then you kind of like you veer off. And for me, that person is Andrew Schultz. Now, Andrew Schultz, he has been on the Brilliant Idiots podcast. And I think he recently has his podcast. Along. I personally don't listen to it. I couldn't tell you to. And I'm not here to promote him. But there was an article that was talking specifically about how right wing comedians are right wing media. Um, I'm going to leave this in the show notes as well. It, it just hurt my heart to know that. Not only have I listened to this podcaster specifically talk week in and week out, and I, I thought that he was, you know, he, he was with the team. Like, he he was with us. He understood us. But uh, around, like, 2018, the end of, like, between the end of 2018 and 2019, for that show, for Brilliant Idiots, he started to go left. Like, right when, you know, Trump was, like, in the, the thick of just being an asshole and just saying and doing stupid shit. Andrew Schultz started to show his ass. And it was like, all right, like, why, why is he talking like that? Why is he? Something's off with this dude. Like, we, we have to figure out what is, what is it? And this article embodied everything that I thought from him in 2018 and 2019 and why I stopped listening to that show. Now, mind you, I'll say this. Charlemagne, I don't have a problem with him. 
Now, somebody would say, well, Charlemagne's friend, like him and Andrew are friends. So you need to check your friends. Sometimes you can't check your friends. You kind of like distance yourself like that. Let them be who the fuck they are and answer for them. One thing I have learned from having friends who have done and said stupid shit, you can't take the bullets for them. Sometimes you got to let them get shot and let them figure it out on their own. And Andrew has not figured this shit out. So the article says the unseriousness of their practice never seems to stop from engaging in serious discourse. Last month, Andrew Schultz, who in in his Netflix debut special, blamed the pandemic on China, argued in a lengthy podcast segment that China is seeking to overtake the U.S. as a world power, at which point it will suppress the American culture. He said China has taken advantage of American greed to become a a major manufacturing center for American companies and that the Chinese government is buying up controlling interest in American companies so that can censor criticism of China. The U.S. was able to become such a world power, he continued, because it exported its popular culture to other countries, culture that celebrates the core American values of freedom systems. Chinese citizens don't get to consume American media. He also said, bearing the occasional censored export, like 10 or so movies each year edited by the Chinese government to fit into the communist standards. Now, these words, these buzzwords, communist, um, you know, culture, popular culture, export in China, Chinese government. And the, like so far, everything I've read that he said, I'm already like this guy, like you can't be the mouthpiece for everybody. Like shit like you when I say shit, talking about like him. People like you and the things you say, one, like people who know you or don't already think highly of you, they see you as like, oh, this this fucking guy. Like, like, how do you take him seriously? But the people who don't know you and they're listening to you for the first time and they get those ideals from some shit that you say, it's not right, bro. It is really not right. I've never met this guy. I don't know this guy. And if I ever met him personally, like I I, I don't want to say I don't want to have a conversation with him, but it's one of those things where like everything he would say in a conversation, I have to side eye because it's information that I don't know where he's got it from. I don't know if he's actually knowledgeable about it, but the, the tangible evidence that we have goes against everything he fucking says. So then his stance, he says that the Chinese government is trying to fit into communist standards. And as a result, they don't know what freedom is. So they don't know what they're missing. Whereas Trump took a stance on China, Biden and the Democrats are bending to appease it because they know it's an era of dominance. I'm sorry that they know that the era of dominance is fast approaching. They wish to end that era on good terms. I don't have enough data to back up that claim, Schultz concluded, but it seems like that. Now, here's the thing. When it comes to responsible journalism and responsible podcasting and stuff like that, you can't go and say you don't have the data to back up those claims and make those proclamations. You, you absolutely cannot fucking do that shit. So for a guy who, according to this article on his Patreon alone, brings in ninety four thousand dollars a month. Now, I don't count nobody's pockets. I don't care how much money you make. I care about the influence you have. Use your platform for good and not trying to divide people, not trying to go and say things that will incite more drama and hatred not only from other communities your own you as a white man like i don't know who you are. i don't know your political stance i don't care but the things you're saying about other communities as if you're speaking for them and then to say that you don't have the data to back that shit up it's, it's really messed up man it, it's really messed up um but it continues so he <laughs> 
So basically, he says that in an earlier episode this month, he again suggested that China is to blame for the pandemic. And then he also mocked Jeremy Lin for snitching on teammates who called him coronavirus. In a January segment, he argued that Joe Biden nominated Rachel Levine as assistant secretary for health and human services to his. So his administration could also deflect all criticism of its health policy as transphobic. Um, the issue with this is Andrew Schultz didn't have a clue who Levine was. And did not know that they hadn't been confirmed or that he even had the position wrong, referring to her as a health secretary. Research, ladies and gentlemen, like it, it, you don't have to be a journalist to do this shit as a podcaster. Like, you know, sometimes we say we ain't fact checking shit, but it's tangible stuff. It was like, OK, like you have to have this information. He don't even belong like you don't belong here. Now, mind you, she was the assist. She is the assistant secretary for health and human services. He said that she was a health secretary. You, you can't do that. He um, apparently he also called her a transphobic slur earlier in the segment, although most of the word is censored. So I can't be certain. These are all political opinions. This man is commentating on politics. They all are. And we go down a laundry list of names and things like that. Um but the issue with Andrew Schultz is when he's called out and like many other people who say something and put their foot in their mouths that are comedians, podcasts and things like that. When they go and put them, you know, selves out on front street and they soapbox and they put their foots in their mouths. What they do is they say it was in the sake of comedy. It was something that I did. You know, it was just to be funny. It's the art of com- like, no, you, you can't do that. Because you're being irresponsible and you don't want to do that shit. Um, but I, I wanted to end on a high note before we go into like dope and opes and things like that. When it comes to like the overall news and things like that, there's not much. But one little good piece of news for me is that, you know, my wife, she will be going into surgery for her knee soon. And it makes me very happy to know that she will be safe, you know, walking and things like that again. Um, I will have to pick up the slack and responsibilities that I'm supposed to do as a father, as a husband. So I'm, I'm very excited for it. Nervous as hell, because when she's laying down recovering, I'm going to have to do more than just change diapers. I got to entertain a baby and stuff like that. It, it's going to be weird, but I, I, I'm looking forward to the task, I guess. Um, keyword is, I guess. Um but before I close the show, I wanted to play a couple songs. Um, this is usually where I play new music and things like that. Not much new music came out this week, though. Um, a lot of it was garbage. You've heard a couple things early that I played um, in terms of albums. Lil TJ came out with an album, Bankroll Freddy. A lot of artists that like I've maybe listened to like two or three songs from them. R&B has pretty much been like my saving grace when it comes to music recently because there's not been enough. I feel like. Music, maybe it's kind of like taking a backseat due to COVID and things like that. And people really aren't listening to things. Um, people are listening to podcasts. They're watching movies and films and things like that. Um, for example, Snowfall. Um, all I'm going to say about it this week, because, you know, I'm not going to do recaps on this show and nothing like that. I will say that uh, Franklin needs to kill his daddy. Now, if you have not watched the episode yet, that is your bad. But Franklin got to kill his fucking daddy. Some shit you just don't do, my friend. And what his father did, that is a killable offense. And I feel like you have to go. You got to snuff that nigga because no, the law of the streets is you don't talk about that shit. I don't give a fuck who you are, what you do or how you said it. That shit you don't do. Um, But Wednesday, we will find out the outcome of it. Um, Also, tonight was the the mid-season finale or of these bonus episodes of the walking dead i'll be completely honest with you the five episodes already have been 
garbage. Um, I purposely missed the Negan show so I can go and watch it commercial free. I'll recap that one next week. But Snowfall, you got to kill the daddy, bro. You you have to kill Franklin. He has to kill the fucking daddy. Kill the daddy, then kill man boy. Um, Scully, his ass got to go too. But honestly, let Scully live. I feel like Scully is going and living through his wife and the baby mom. Since the daughter died, he is on some like get back shit. But the wife, she is going fucking, she's going harder than fucking Scully. And you got to let her go. The way she stabbed up my guy two episodes ago, yo, she got to go. Because if you don't let her go, she's going to do some wild shit. I don't know to who or to what, but you got to let her go. Also, the news reporter, if she don't go, she has to die in the next like two or three episodes because I don't want her lingering around. We already got a fucking, you know, FBI, CIA agent who, you know, is using Franklin and shit like that. I don't want that. But the reporter, she got to fucking go because if that story get out, then the the father already going to be dead. So we got that. But we got a whole empire going down and all the bad decisions that Franklin's been making recently. I just I don't want my guy and my crew to go down at all especially the uncle he's my guy like that that I, he feels like he's my uncle and everybody else's uncle i don't want him going down because of everybody else fuck up because it's gonna snowball the news reporter what i'm telling you what's gonna happen she's gonna end up running into that fucking store with the the scruntled uh library people the ones that were had that bookstore and franklin ran about you know up out of their own store they're gonna end up having to talk with her and let him know that hey yo we talked to the news reporter and you know we gave her some information he's gonna be even more fucked up I don't want that for him. Not at all. But we have reached the end of the show. What I'm going to do is I'm going to play a couple songs. Uh, the first song is called Cooking with Grease by Shelly, formerly known as Dram. He's got you dotting your eyes and crossing your teeth. He's got you cleaning your dirt before it gets back to me. He's got you dotting your eyes. Crossing your teeth, you cleaning your dirt before it gets back to me. Just when you need some love, 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 just when you need some love. was cooking with grease by shelly formerly known as dram get right into it the next one is called exit by sebastian McHale. Oh, seven days out the week i'm here by myself 
locked up in this dark room Why, 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 why In this loneliness uh, uh, We each my only friend uh, yeah. oh, oh, Wonder if there's someone else there beside Why so-called male friends waiting in line Maybe a girlfriend has a guy But I'm solidified in your life That was Exit by Sebastian McHale. Um, me personally, it's a dope. I'm going to just leave that there. I'm going to play the next song. It's called Red Light by Mr. Council. Hit the red light, girl. Put me in the zone. Sad. Cause I was alone. But think I'm headed home. Hit the red light. Sad. Cause I was alone. Girl. Put me in the zone. But think I'm headed home. Hit the red light. Girl, put me in the zone. Sad. Cause I was alone. But think I'm headed home. Hit the red light. Sad. Cause I was alone. Girl, put me in the zone. But think I'm headed home. Hit the red light. Stay. Night I'm on the go. Swag. When I hit the door. Man. Cause you didn't know. Get your head right. Late. Night I'm all alone. Sad. Cause I was alone. Man. Cause I'm in the zone. Get your head right. Head. Thinking I should stop. Huh? Eating like a clock. Make it to the top. Get your bread right. Girl, put me in the zone. Sad. Cause I was alone, but think I'm headed home. Hit the red light. Sad. Cause I was alone, girl. Put me in the zone, but think I'm headed home. Hit the red light. Stack. Come and see me now. Head. All up in the clouds. But ain't no stopping now. Get your head right. Heart. Moving like the crowd. Beating kinda loud. So be the hottest sound. Get your bread right. Girl, put me in the zone. Sad. Cause I was alone, but think I'm headed home. Hit the red light. Sad. Cause I was alone, girl. Put me in the zone, but think I'm headed home. Hit the red light, girl. Put me in the zone. Sad. Cause I was alone, but think I'm headed home. Hit the red light. Sad. Cause I was alone, girl. Put me in the zone, but think I'm headed home. Hit the red light. That was Red Light by Mr. Council. The next song is Get Sun by Hiatus Coyote and Author Virakai.
That was Get Sun by Hiatus Coyote and author Verakai. Um, The next song, Party Over Here by Rough Ends. Now, if you ain't too familiar who Rough Ends are, um, you might have heard them from Someone to Love You, um, No More. It's probably one of my favorite fucking songs of all time because like I, I was out here thugging, you know, when I was out here single. And that was probably my joint to like riding the whip and be. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. but they have a new song. I ain't gonna play the old one. The new song is called Party Over Here. Now, if you're an old head and you like rough ends, you know, you are familiar with them with like Next and Black Street and shit like that. Rough ends came around the same time with them. Uh, and this is Party Over Here. Hey, what's up, y'all? What's up, y'all? This is Rough Ends. And at this time, we want to call all the steppers to the dance floor. That's right. That's right. Welcome to the Rebirth. Party over here. It don't really matter what you've been facing. But to go up like elevation. Love's in here, no time for hate. Just let yourself go. Ain't no time for contemplating. To the dance floor, no hesitating. Should it come here, don't keep me waiting. No one wants some more. I see people are talking and people are laughing. I see tricks in the sky. Some people lay back in the VIP. Some people catching a vibe. I'm ready to go. go. I'ma see you on the floor. Locked into an up tempo. Let it flow. We ain't never gon' stop Party over there Party all the way to the parking lot Party over On the dance floor doing our favorite line Back and forth we go No time for the intermission Now switch positions Two in the morning and the DJ's turning up That was Party Over Here by Rough Ends Um I'ma have to give it a no That one I can actually give a no The reason why is cause like at some point, I get it, like, you're a little bit older, and me at 34, like, I already talk like I'm old, but when I'm, like, 45, 50 and stuff like that, I know I'm not going to be jamming the NBA young boy and shit like that. I get that. Um, but that, it, it felt like it was trying hard, but I'm, I'm going to just leave that where it is. The last song I'm going to play is one that I personally added to it because I'm really a fan of it. It's called Overrated, and it's by an artist by the name of Blast, but it's spelled B L. X S T like blast without the A with an X instead of an A. Again, the song is called Overrated. You ain't even gotta say it. Misunderstood, don't need to be complicated. Ay, you know we good, no reason to be explaining. Just give me loyalty, cause love is overrated. Yeah, yeah. I know you love when we shade it. Duh, duh, they hate it when we isolate it. You know we good, no reason to be explaining. Just want your loyalty, the love is overrated. Are you down to bleed the streets with me? Or could you be blinded by all this sights you see? I'm willing to give you all this love I got. But no relationships involved I just need your loyalty, that's all Don't need love You ain't even gotta say it Misunderstood, don't need to be complicated Ay, You know we good, no reason to be explaining Just give me loyalty, cause love is overrated Yeah, yeah, yeah I know you love when we shade it Duh, duh, they hate it when we isolate it Ay, You 
you know we good, no reason to be explaining. Just want your love, you see the love is overrated. Yeah, you know I'm forever late. Money ain't none if you got nobody to share it with. Heart on my sleeve, don't got a problem with wearing it. Time ain't free, so if you got it, then cherish it. You know the call never switch. My love legit, you know I'ma go all out for my shit. If we ever fall out, get a grip, get it right back. And if it's up, let it stick, and it's like that. You ain't even gotta say it. Misunderstood, don't need to be complicated. Ay. You know we good, no reason to be explaining. Just give me loyalty, cause love is overrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you love when we shade it. Dark, dark, they hate it when we isolate it. You know we good, no reason to be explaining. Just want your loyalty, the love is overrated. Are you down to bleed the streets with me? Or could you be blinded by all this ice you see? I'm willing to give you all this love I got But no relationships involved I just need your loyalty, that's all Don't need love Oh yeah, um, <laughs> that was overrated by Blast Yo, um Anybody who is a fan of my guy, Donnell Jones, you know exactly where them strings came from. You know where the hook came from. Um, we got to start giving our like R&B artists and, you know, artists in general, their flowers. Um, Donnell Jones, he has not put out a bad album. Same thing with John B, but we're going to talk about him next week. I'm going to give him his flowers next week. But Donnell Jones, man, like thank you to Left Eye for like grace, like giving us him because that where i want to be album to this day ladies and gentlemen to this day it, it, it can be up there right now like you know i know everybody says if it's up if it's stuck, whatever the fuck y'all young kids are saying these days but that where i want to be album fire fire to this fucking day i can ride out to that shit by myself because I, I ain't riding in the car with the with the bros and l- listening to that shit but the cover that blast did for overrated if you are not familiar with this shit. you get that part um but i guess what i need to do is i need to exit so ladies and gentlemen you have been listening to another episode of the young black and bother podcast um don't know which number this one's gonna be because we probably will drop another episode or two beforehand so probably what 316 shout out to stone cold steve austin um you've been listening to me another again i'm sorry not another again another episode of the young black and bother podcast with me one of your hosts greg um I'm starting to enjoy this flow. I'm enjoying basically talking to myself, hoping that y'all listen, you know, straight up. But, you know, I really appreciate you guys actually spending time with me every week. Even if you don't listen to the whole episode, I hope you do. But if you don't, whatever. Skip to the end. Get to the dope and dope segment where we get to the music and shit like that. Because I'm still going to be talking to it. So you ain't got no fucking choice but to listen to me. But um, I'm going to run that shit back because this is one of my favorite songs from Donnell Jones. So... Hopefully we get you back next week. 
tell a friend and tell a friend and tell a friend to listen to the Young Black and Bother podcast. If you have any dope and dope suggestions or songs that you want played, um, feel free to email us at youngblackpod at gmail.com. You can contact us at YBBother on Twitter or Young Black Pod on Instagram, or you could just hit me up directly on Twitter at Al Shark Tongue. So until next week, we will see you. password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get, for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. 
Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription. (laughs) 